Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 115, continuing our journey through the Gospels. We're looking at some parables that Jesus taught. All right. Well, what do you do to keep, if if you are a houseplant person? What do you do to keep your houseplants alive? Okay, I have recently just kind of become a plant person. Wow. Caitlin really likes plants. She has first few years, and she has a um, fiddle leaf tree. I do, okay. Obviously, I'm not a, enough of a plant person to <laughs> properly describe what it is. But she had it in her dorm room, but then it got too big, so she left it. I actually was very nervous. This is now my second year where I've been responsible, but I was like... <laughs> To be responsible for keeping it alive. And this is like a super... That's a lot of pressure. I know. (laughs) And she said it's kind of a particular plant. Um, But I've successfully done that. It's grown. It's really... So, and then it was kind of like, okay. Uh, But how do I keep it alive? I have reminders on my phone to water it. (laughs) Uh, It needs to be watered. She said every other week. Our recycling is picked up every other week. So I have a reminder on my phone every other Monday... Recycling slash water plants. <laughs> so that one. And then we have two other ones. I did actually just, well, the snake plant is doing well. That's another very common householdy one. I, okay. okay. I don't think I should be excited about my plant growing because that's an easy one to take care of. And I have a pathos plant. That's the one that you know, grows like bananas. I think you can, it would be very hard to kill, but they all get watered every okay. other Monday. Okay. So. All right. That's good. And sunlight. Good. That actually, I learned that too. Yep. Got to keep them. One was not very happy. He was too far away from the sun, but put him closer to the window. Ooh, he just perked right up. Okay. All right. That's your, like, I See, like I'm that. learning. You I'm like coming. At, it's, <laughs> now don't, out, outdoor gardening, that's another thing. We've talked about that <laughs> right, in my right, issue right. with weeds, but indoor plants, I, right. I, I've got a little thing going on here. Yeah. So, so we, and, and all of the things you mentioned, you know, the watering and the sunlight, um, obviously keeping it, you know, near the window. So we have, we have a number of different plants, but one plant that I really like is our aloe vera plant. And, um, and you can, you can, we actually have, um, with cuts and bruises, we've actually cut a, cut a little bit of leaf off and we've used it. So it serves two purposes, you know, obviously oxygen and, and a healing property. So, um, so, so there are a number of things we can do to keep our house plants alive or even plants outside. And in, in this episode, Jesus talks a, a lot about these parables, and a lot of the parables have to do with the condition of our hearts, like a lot of things that Jesus talks about, right? It has to do with the condition of our heart, not the outward stuff, mm-hmm. but the, the inward stuff, which leads to the blossoming of, of our lives. And so, so Jesus tells a number of different parables to kind of get our minds wrapped, uh, to wrap our minds around uh, the heart condition. And one of those parables, we've talked a little, well, I don't know if we've talked about this, talked about this parable here. I know I, we preached a message about it not too long ago, which is the, the, um, the parable of the sower. And it is, Jesus tells this parable, a farmer throws seed and, and uh, the seed falls on four different kinds of soils. And Jesus kind of lets us know later on, he tells the parable and then he gives us the the cheat code to the parable, right? Mm-hmm. That this is what this parable means. And the four different soils 
are kind of like four different conditions of our heart. And so um, he tells the story that seed falls, it falls on a footpath and Satan comes and he snatches the seed away. Uh, it falls on shallow ground and then the sun kind of scorches it because the roots are not deep. Uh, then seed falls on kind of a thorny ground um, and um, and it doesn't grow because of persecution and those kinds of things. And then some seed fell, fell on good soil. And Jesus says, hey, listen, this is the kind of the condition of your heart. So I kind of love the parable because it's the parable because it's simple. It points out uh, simply um, what where where we should be kind of gives us an evaluation yeah. uh, code to see where we might be and where the word of God might uh, be at work in our lives. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it is good to ask ourselves, like, what kind of soil am I? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how am I enriching my soil? Yeah. Am I what are there things that I am doing to help my soil, <laughs> to help my heart receive God's word yeah, so yeah. that it grows, so it has an impact, so I am transformed. Yeah. Um, like getting back to Jesus's previous story we talked about with the the wise and foolish builders, like, am I, he, am I hearing it and obeying it? Or right, am I, right. you know, what am I doing? What is the condition of my soil? What's the condition of my heart? And how am I yeah. taking it in? How am I responding yeah. to it? I think we also can think of that parable from the other side as as the farmer, um, as a disciple maker. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. And we do know we are called to make disciples. And you notice this farmer isn't, he's he's just sowing the seed everywhere. Very generously. Yes. Yeah. He's not concerned necessarily about knowing exactly how this person's going to receive what they're, I'm saying. They're he, just sowing generously. Even Jesus follows his explanation by talking about, you know, we don't put a lamp under a bowl. Right. We just let the light shine. Yeah, I think it's that same idea of just be generous, profuse, not annoying or obnoxious <laughs> right, for right, sure. Right. That is not what yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. in your sharing of the gospel. But but so generously show show God's love, share His truth wherever you are. That's that's the image that I I see there. Yeah, and and I think the you know you know another parable that kind of connects to this is be faithful to sow the seed. Yeah, as as we're faithful to sow the seed, we can actually lie down and rest. Mm -hmm. We don't have to try to say, okay, you know, are you are you growing and are you growing and yep. and sow the seed. Let it let it grow, um, and and not worry about um, the mystery of the growth. Um, sometimes uh, one of the parables said he the 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 farmer just planted and he went to sleep, yep. and then all of a sudden the growth happens. And a lot of the kingdom growth that we try to manufacture, God is saying, "Would you just would you just stop? <laughs> I am responsible for the results." You are responsible to be faithful over sowing the seed. And I have to remind myself of that. Yep. You know, every week I'm, you know, mostly, mostly every week um, I'm, I'm up speaking and I, I think like, okay, I, I wonder if they're getting it. I wonder if they're getting it. And I, I have to actually calm down and say, the spirit of God is the one who does the work in people's hearts. If I'm a faithful vessel, if I'm a faithful teacher, I'm going to let the Spirit of God do the work and let the the mystery of kingdom growth happen in people's hearts. And you, you know, we, we both have experienced this. Like we've done something and we didn't, ah, I don't know if that went okay. And the, 
And then we get a note saying that was the best thing ever. And yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this thing. And, you know, this work that you did, I think that's the mystery of kingdom growth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I love it because it takes the pressure off Yes, that I can just simply do and be, and then let God worry about the yep. results. Yep. Be faithful in our part, what God has called us to do share his truth, show his love and trust him with the rest. I know I've mentioned this before, but it's that key idea in spiritual parenting, but it applies to all of our relationships. It's not our job to transform someone's heart, whether that's our kids, whether that's our spouse, whether that's a friend, that's not our job. That's something only the Holy Spirit can do. What we do is create environments where we join the Holy Spirit and what they are in what the Holy Spirit is doing. So Yeah. It is a relief, pressure's off. Yep. Like I don't have to come up with the exact right words or, oh, I should have responded. I mean, should have responded to that sooner and, and yeah, yeah, place yeah. this misplaced guilt on ourselves mm. or pressure to perform and do it exactly right. Nope. That farmer, he does what he knows he's supposed to do, puts out the seed and then he goes and rests. That's in Mark. Yeah. Um, and it does follow right after that parable of the sower. So again, just reinforcing, yeah, yeah. Yeah. do your part and trust me. I've got, I've got the rest. There's another, another parable that kind of, uh, again, it has a similar feel of the mystery of the kingdom of God. You have a farmer who plants, uh, seed and, um, good crop grows. And then, um, and then a a nefarious individual, like I like that word, word. (laughs) uh, plants, uh, weeds among the, the good the good, the good seed. And then what happens? And the initially workers said, well, don't we need to get rid of these yeah, weeds? Exactly. Right. And get, and, and they, uh, the farmer says, nope, we're just going to let it, we'll take care of that at the harvest time. Yeah, yeah. That's when we'll sort it all out. Um, and Jesus's point here is again, we can get so worked up about the wrong things, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> whether it is in the previous parables thinking we've got to say the right words and do the right things so that they will accept Christ. Now here, we don't need to waste our time pointing out the evil and the bad and going after that. Let's focus on showing God's love, doing what he has called us to do rather than finger pointing and chasing down every um, evil action. Like, it's not, well, one, it's an impossible task right, in our right. broken world. So how much better focus on what God has called us to do? Yeah. And the, the interesting thing, you, you know, we've heard the the old adage about, you know, being able to um, tell a counterfeit bill is, you know, yes. you know, look at the, you know, look at the genuine one. Yes. And so um, our job, as you mentioned, is to make disciples, genuine disciples, um, have them teach them to to observe everything Jesus has commanded, and and their genuine nature will reveal evil at some point. And we don't have to point it out. We just simply live our lives, mm-hmm. and and ultimately, evil will not be able to stay long when you have individuals who are living out these uh, li- living out the kingdom values. Um, it 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 only when when we don't know uh, the truth. Is that's when you know you know evil finds its way in, and uh, we teach the truth. Teach the truth as we teach the truth. People will be able to recognize. Oh, that's not right. Oh, that's not right. We don't have to be evil or or um, we don't have to be hostile about it. We yeah. can just say, no, this is what the Word of God says. And when we have people who are living that way, we don't have to 
again, point out evil. Evil will reveal itself at some point. And, um, and again, as Jesus mentions at the harvest, not only, not only, um, uh, at the end of the age, we'll be able to see, oh, that person was not a true believer. Oh, that person was not a true believer. Going back to the Matthew passage, the saddest verse in the Bible, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I love, again, another challenge, you know, these challenging parables to determine the condition, the condition of our heart. Mm-hmm. So anything else you see in these uh, in these. Um, Yeah. Well, there's another one that has that same message with just different analogy. Instead of um, weeds and plants, it's fish. (laughs) Bad fish. (laughs) Same idea, though. Sorting it out at the end. You don't need to worry about it. I mean, which that one, I think, for whatever reason, the visual of that really comes across silly. Like (laughs) while fish are coming in, you're trying to sort them out. I mean, that just doesn't even make sense. How distracting from your actual purpose of gathering in, there is a time for that. Yeah. And I think that is true for us too. We can get focused on the wrong things. If we're trying to chase down every misconception or a new believer that we're meeting with, and then you recognize some things and you pounce on them because you think, oh God, we got to clear all this out. No, let's reveal, as you said, focus on what is true. Let God's word do its work. And we can trust that the Holy Spirit will convict and and people can um, turn from that sin. There's Several, I mean, so many, some of them are just very short, short. little yep. parables. Um, Jesus talks about the mustard seed and yeast. Those are very similar where um, small things, the mustard Big seed, results. yes, tiniest of seeds, yeast, if you've ever used that, you don't need much yeah. to um cause dough to rise. And so, yes, small things have big impact. If you are also, and all of this fits in with living out our uh, mission as making disciples. If you're thinking, oh, what I have to contribute is so little, it won't make a difference. Or that one conversation I had, that was nothing. Nope. Small things have big impact. And that's what Jesus is telling us here. Uh, It all, it all matters. Um, each conversation, I mean, we we don't even know sometimes the impact that our words have on other people. And Jesus reinforces that there with talking about mustard seed and yeast. And then the other little um, pair that go together in Matthew, um, Jesus talks about hidden treasure, a yeah, man yeah, who yeah. is um, just going along, <laughs> doing whatever he was doing, and he sees some treasure in a field and he goes and buys it so that he can have, because he knew that treasure is worth whatever I you know, pay to get it. Parallel that with a pearl merchant who is doing his job seeking for yeah. pearls, finds one, knows he hit the jackpot. I love, um, in both cases, they recognize the value of the kingdom of God. That's yeah. what Jesus is saying yeah. there. These things are like the kingdom of God. They both recognize the kingdom of God is worth more than any worldly treasure. And what's true, whether it's stumbled upon or whether we're searching for it. Like in the one case, the guy, he's just going along and yeah, he yeah. Sees, yeah. A, sees some treasure. Wow, I've got to do everything I can to get that. The other guy is searching for pearls. And when he finds it, he knows, wow, I've yeah. got something of yeah. huge value. Yeah, this, this, you know, these two parables challenge me in, um, in, uh, in some ways, unique ways in, in the sense that, do I, do I search for the kingdom of God like 
the merchant did for uh, the treasure? Um, am I willing to give up everything um, or the things that are quote unquote important, you know, super important to me that I thought I'd never give up because I think the kingdom of God is that valuable to mm-hmm. me. And, uh, and I think sometimes we can, we can, um, we can be in it for so long and get really good at God that, mm-hmm. um, that it, the, the treasure no longer enamors us. The treasure no longer catches our attention. And so just like with all of these parables, again, it challenges us, right? That, um, like the prayer of desperation, um, you know, God, help me to search for this treasure mm-hmm. like this merchant did. Help me to be willing to give up all for the, the the kingdom treasure that that I found. And I think every now and then we have to remind ourselves that the treasure is still valuable. Yeah. That it's still most, it's more valuable than anything that we have. More valuable than our houses, more valuable than education, more valuable than, more valuable than all of these things. So I think the, uh, you know, even asking the spirit of God revealed this truth to us afresh, that the the kingdom is still, it still has value and it is the greatest of all values. It's the greatest of all treasures. And I think every now and then when we've gotten good at God, I think we need to be reminded that, man, what, you know, remember when you first heard this, this gospel, remember when you first heard that Jesus loves you and what that made, uh, what that did to you. So being able to, to, to go back and have these weekly and monthly revivals that, yeah, the, the, the treasure, the pearl is still, still valuable. And, um, and not only do we have it for ourselves, but it's so valuable to us that we would say, look, I have found something Mm -hmm. that has literally changed my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, um, being able to share it with others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what can we believe about God, ourselves and others? You are already getting into that, but from these parables that Jesus taught. Yeah. I, you know, I think that, um, what I can, what I can believe about God is that, um, he is concerned with the condition of my heart. I can do a lot of great things. You can do a lot of great things, but more than anything, God says, I I want to know the condition of your heart because that's what really matters to me. Um, You can give, you can serve, you can preach, you can can have teams of people doing great work, um, but really, why are you doing it? What are your motives? And, um, And is the seed of the word of God falling on good soil? And so, um, so again, it's a self, it's, it's one of those, again, self-examination moments for me. Am I hearing and obeying? And, um, and I can't hide anything from God. He sees it all. And he's more concerned with the condition of my heart than the work of my hands. Um, he loves the work of my hands, but he wants the condition of my heart to be in sync with the, uh, the, my, the work of my hands. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, these parables, on on both cases, this is true about God and and true about me. I need to trust that, like God do his part and I do my part because I think I do get them mixed up and I think I've got to come up with the right words or I've got to step in and stop this from happening. (laughs) Right, right. But nope, I'm going to let, let as if I have any power in it, but, uh, but trust that God is taking care. God's got it. I get to. Hmm. Share his love, show his truth, um, and I, and then he will he will do it. I can go in and lay down and rest like That's the really farmer. Good. I love that. So yeah, 
Well, friends, thank you for joining us. Um, if you like what you're here and you don't want to miss an episode, be sure you subscribe whatever podcast player you're listening to. Then that then you'll get it every Tuesday. It will come right to you and you won't have to go find it. We would love to have you join us on a regular basis. <laughs>